Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Money Line. On today's show we will discuss the CFL and set up the slate for Wednesday's light NHL schedule. We are into the final two weeks of this CFL season now. There is one playoff spot and home field in the West semifinal yet to be determined. The week kicks off with a Friday night doubleheader in Hamilton with the Tiger Cats hosting the Red Blacks. Um, Hamilton looked outstanding offensively, finally winning in Calgary as a seven-point dog against a Stampeders team that I did have trending better defensively. Hamilton has been trending up the last month and a bit here since uh, since the Labor Day disaster against the Argonauts. Uh, we touched on Dane Evans going uh, going to see a sports psychologist during that bye week and just getting some rest. Since then, we've seen Hamilton put up impressive wins against Winnipeg and Calgary, a scrappy, a scrappy win against Saskatchewan, and um, and what turned out to be a bad luck loss uh, to the Montreal Alouettes. This team continues to trend up as they get healthy. On the other side, Ottawa is playing for jobs, but look to be much more creative offensively since uh, since their coaching change. We suspected this might be the case considering the suffocating offensive game plan of um, of Apollopolis. Of course, uh, last week's game against Montreal was a shootout, but even if you go to the previous week, that game stayed under because Montreal left a ton of points on the field. Ottawa held up their end of the bargain in terms of point production. We are seeing Hamilton at minus 6.5 with a total of 49.5 for this game. I expect the total to rise, but my concern is that I will not downgrade the Hamilton defense based on one game. A game that, uh, remember, it was 7-3 with three minutes left in the first half before a pick six and all hell broke loose. With Ottawa playing out the string, ending with a home-and-home against Hamilton, I expect the Tiger Cats to uh, take to take money at home here and um, and get through the seven. The second half of the Friday doubleheader is in Edmonton where the Elks uh, will get their final chance of the season to actually win a home game. Uh, but they'll be hosting a BC Lions team trying to secure a home playoff game. BC's win against Winnipeg was impressive last week, but we need to keep in mind that the Bombers were resting Zach Kolaris. This number also moved from plus two to a close of minus five and a half, so their win should not have been a shocking result. It's hard not to feel bad for the Elks, who of course haven't won a home game for almost two full seasons now, but the last two losses at home in particular have been agonizing. They lost on a fourth quarter pick six against Montreal and blew an eight point lead with four minutes left against the Argos last week. They will also be without their starting QB Taylor Cornelius for this game. So what does that mean for the line composition? The Lions are currently minus seven with a total of 50. The Lions uh, quote have having to win for home field is uh, is already baked into the line. I'm more interested in the QB situation. Trey Ford uh, gets the start for Edmonton, and even though he hasn't played much this season, mostly due to injury, I do think he has the tools for the CFL game. He can generate offense with his feet, and he also has a strong enough arm. Again, I still find it unbelievable that a team hasn't won a home game in, in two seasons, but, but here we are. On Saturday, we'll see the Argos in Montreal in in the first game of the Saturday doubleheader. Toronto's minus one and a half with a total of 48 and a half and would clinch the first round by with a win. Now, if you've been watching the Argos all season, you know that they just won't make it easy on themselves. 
Both teams are coming off come from behind road wins. Uh, both teams are also playing well with Toronto winning five of their last six and Montreal winning six of the last eight. I would argue that Montreal has been more inconsistent during their run and have been fortunate with some covers. However, for this game, I think the Argos as a small road favorite is fair. Um, I am interested in the total. Uh, depending on the injury reports, I think that the 48 and a half uh, might be a little high. So that's something to look out for. We won't be able to do anything in the final game of the week between Calgary and Saskatchewan until we know the BC Lions result from Friday. If BC wins that game, Calgary is locked into the third spot in the West and that game becomes meaningless for, meaningless for them. But keep in mind that it is a road game for Calgary, so keep an eye on who is making that trip to Saskatchewan. You're generally not bringing starters on the road for, for them to just sit. Another interesting wrinkle for this game is that the Riders coach, Craig Dickinson, is almost guaranteed to not be brought back if Saskatchewan misses the playoffs. While his younger brother, Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Stampeders, can possibly um, facilitate the sending of, uh, of, of the older brother packing. Keep an eye on the Stampeders depth chart and what the plan is for the game. Should the BC Lions lose on Friday uh, before moving forward in this game? In the NHL, uh, there are only three games on ice for Wednesday. The surprising undefeated Flyers are in Florida on a back-to-back after beating the Lightning. Now, we do need to keep things in perspective because even though we give them credit for the wins, they have gotten lucky in two of the three games. Um, the win against New Jersey and the win last night against Tampa Bay. Their third win was against a uh, dumpster fire in the Vancouver Canucks. We don't need to get into that too much. Um, Carter Hart was outstanding and the Flyers were opportunistic here. Uh, they did get off to a slow start again like they did against Vancouver, but battled back to get the result. It will be a tough turnaround now to play a Panthers team who deserved to lose to the Bruins last time out. Even though it is a back-to-back, I can see Hart going again for the Flyers. The Panthers are a big favorite in the low minus 300s right now. I'll pass on the side, but could have interest in the under if we get hard. I do have the Panthers as an under team with Maurice, and they are still being lined on their totals like they were last season. If we have Carter Hart going, a juiced 6.5 might be a little too high. The Winnipeg Jets are in Colorado on the front end of a back-to-back. We will need to check on this goaltending situation here. I would suspect we see uh, Connor Hellebuck against Colorado and Riddich going the next night in Vegas. I am interested in Winnipeg as an underteam this season as they try to implement a more defensive structure. Colorado, we already know, is a strong defensive team. And as much as I liked fading Georgiev last season, I am bullish on him this season behind that defense. In the two games he started, he hasn't given up an even strength goal yet. Of the five goals he has given up, four were on the power play and one was on a delayed penalty. It's just been two games, but I've been fine with his play. Jared Bednar has indicated he wants to change up the line, so we'll watch for that in the morning skate. If we have Hellebuck in net against Georgiev, I think we could see a lower scoring game at 5-on-5. In a possible low-scoring game, I think the Jets could present some value at the current price, which is in the plus 190s. We do need to wait until the morning skate, though. The final game on the schedule has the Blues playing their second game of the season in Seattle. 
Blues, uh, they, they beat the Blue Jackets on Saturday night. Uh, there's not much to say there. Uh, they beat a team that they are supposed to beat and, and were deserving of the, of the result. Just like last season, the Kraken continue to be a mystery. They started with two road games in Anaheim and Los Angeles. Uh, they blew it against the Ducks in a game they should have won, um, but came out the next night and looked great in a good win against the, against the Kings. Then they come back home and get smoked by Vegas and Colorado and look terrible in the process. You would think we see a stronger effort by the Kraken in Seattle before they go off on a mini road trip. Uh, we should see Grubar in goal, who hasn't been as bad as last season, but that bar has been set very low. I expect the Kraken to take money into the low plus 120s, and I will be on them as well. And I'll see you when they blow another third period lead. Okay, let's wrap it up there. Please rate and review wherever you listen. You can reach me at so many sports on Twitter or email so many sports at gmail.com. You can also catch me every Thursday morning on Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Until then, the, the line is open. This is where the-